Here's a, a line from our next guest's most recent column. Thousands of Canadian employees were laid off for over two years during the pandemic, left to bide their time in a proverbial purgatory. Some went on to find new jobs. Others sued their employers, while many others patiently waited to be called back to work. The columnist headed, employees laid off during the pandemic may be on the brink of a big payday. Always a pleasure to welcome the author of said column from Workley Law in Toronto, employment lawyer Sunira Chowdhury. Good morning, Sunira. Welcome back. Good morning, Sterling. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, Sunira. Now, the, uh, the one of the uh, tools that w- some of the provinces were uh, created for themselves because of this emergency was uh, something called the Infectious Disease Emergency Leave. Now, that was effective in Ontario. Did other Canadian provinces employ similar tools? So we know that in, for example, in D.C., from what I what I know, that there was an extended temporary layoff period as well to ease uh, the hardships on businesses to keep employees connected uh, with their jobs. So I think under the Employment Standards Act, for example, in D.C., uh, temporary layoff longer than 13 weeks um, uh, is is typically what. Uh, you, you were allowed to do in BC, right? Um, in any twenty-week period, um, or about three months. But um, I believe that was extended as well during the COVID nineteen sort of emergency layoff provisions that were also implemented in BC. So they weren't amend- they weren't intended to be permanent, just like in Ontario. Mm-hmm. But most provinces, like BC, saw an increased extension to the temporary layoff provisions. Okay, and so are, are different provinces, obviously because the toolkit was a little different in, in each jurisdiction, but ultimately is the solution going to be the same regardless of where you where this all happens, Sonera? Yeah, yes, it would be. So many employees, Sterling, right when they were laid off, right at the beginning of the pandemic, they went to employment lawyers. They said, no way, no how. I'm going to assert a constructive dismissal. Right now, I'm going to sue for damages. Okay. Some employees, though, decided, I'm going to wait. I hope my employer calls me back. But as we saw, like in Ontario, the infectious disease emergency leave or the equivalent across other provinces, if you're in a different province in Ontario, look to see what it was in your province because they are likely coming to an end like they have in Ontario. What that means is if you've been waiting to be recalled back to work and your infectious disease emergency leave has been extended time and again, Mm -hmm. what that means is now your employer is either required to call you back to work or issue you a termination package. Many employers might have forgotten about you. Many hope that they will never hear from you. But if you were laid off pursuant to a, a pandemic type layoff, mm-hmm. you could be on the brink of what could be a meaningful payout on termination. You are now entitled to why I refer to as your homecoming. The, it- the pandemic termination provisions have ended. You are now entitled to get back to work. And what is the onus? Uh, flip the coin for us, Sidira. What would the onus on the employer be? Because you've already said, well, some employers may have forgotten about you. Or some employers are hoping to never hear from you again. But what is their actual obligation? If an employer has issued a layoff during um, the pandemic, and now that uh, that legislation is coming to an end, those protections are coming to an end, what an employer is required to do is to reach out to those employees to 
offer termination packages if employers are not intending to recall you back to work or to confirm that you've resigned and moved on Mm -hmm. to find a new job. That is what employers should be doing. I think a lot of employers are hopeful that that an employee has gone on to find new work. But even if that is the case, if if the employee didn't resign, they may very well still be entitled their minimum statutory entitlements, which could be weeks and weeks of pay. In some cases, if you're a long-term employee, it could be up to six months or more of pay. So all of this is predicated upon your having been laid off by because of the pandemic. That's the setup for what could be a pretty tasty payday. That's for sure. So I've seen two buckets of employees, Sterling, the ones that wanted to take action the moment they were laid off and the pandemic started Mm -hmm. and the other bucket the other bucket were those that said i'm going to sit and wait it out i might find some freelance i might do some gig work i might just take a long extended vacation because i have my savings and that latter bucket they very well might want to look into whether or not they have a job to return to and even if you don't feel like returning to that job your employer might should or should expect a knock on their door for the entitlements um, you are entitled to now. So it's definitely a worthwhile conversation for people to look back at what they were doing at the beginning of the pandemic, look back at any documentation your employer may have provided you, especially if you were laid off, right. and ask them questions about your entitlement. Well, and that's the key too, isn't it? It's, it's some kind of paper trail is really critical to uh, some positive resolution on your part, isn't it? That's true, but we definitely know that a lot. I'm sorry, my little ones in the background. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, what we know for sure is that employers, some did, did what they were supposed to do. And what that means is they were supposed to issue layoff notices. Others just called employees up saying, uh, I, I'm, you know, unfortunately, we're shutting our doors. So some of that paperwork may not be there. But as long as you can show you were employed, and even if your employer didn't lay you off in the way they probably should have, that doesn't mean you can't get damages now. So even if the paperwork isn't perfect, still time to ask questions. Still time to re-engage with your employer. See if there's a job available for you. If there isn't a job available for you, you may very well be entitled to damages as, as a result of what it would now effectively be. And the government would have to back this up. It would be a termination. Interesting stuff. Now, Sanira, I want to just expand the conversation to another category of individuals who may have uh, suffered adversely uh, through the pandemic. And those are people who were affected by vaccine mandates. For example, if you were employed by a company that insisted you be a vaccinated employee or go away and you chose, well, I'm not going to be vaccinated. So I guess I guess I have to go away. What's the upshot of that situation these days now that vaccine mandates have been rescinded in most jurisdictions. I think it still will go down to the essence of the role that you were doing. At the time, if you were terminated because you couldn't do your role at the time, meaning the mandate was in place, and you had to, you know, uh, you were a client facing or you were a a front um, line worker, you were in healthcare, uh, you might have frustrated yourself out of your own role, Sterling. So that might be that might not be enough to carry the day just because vaccine mandates are, are shutting down now if at the time you were not able to do your work an employer might very well have been in the right to let you go but what we have seen which is interesting is that employers have imposed vaccine mandates for all employees including those that can work remotely mm-hmm. and i think those employers 
will have some liability here because if you can work remotely from the comfort of your home, you are not exposing yourself to others. Right. Um, placing uh, those people on a very long unpaid administrative leave or terminating them could very well uh, now, as these vaccine mandates are a thing of the past, could absolutely lead to, again, termination packages for these non-vaccinated employees because, as you, you and I both know, nobody's asking the vaccine question anymore. You're not walking into a restaurant or to, or, or to work where anybody's asking about your vaccine status. Um, status That's right, yeah. Inclu- including at, at the airport and for travel. So because it's a thing of the past, if employers have sort of um, let employees go across the board, not taking into account the essence of their actual employment, um, there could very well be a, a small but robust group of, of uh, remote workers in particular yeah. that um, could be entitled to uh, damages now. What's the traffic like in the courthouse these days, Sunira? Are we starting to see litigation and uh, court cases now coming up where specifically related to issues surrounding the pandemic, or are we still a little ahead of that from the court perspective? We're certainly seeing court decisions trickle in, Sterling. Vaccine mandates are still murky. We don't know which way the courts are going to go, at least in Ontario. We have seen the way courts have gone when it comes to the pandemic. Some courtrooms have certainly uh, said that the pandemic is not going to lead to increased damages in, in every case. It's not going to be seen as an exceptional circumstance. I think many courtrooms are sympathetic to the plight of, of business owners and not going to uh, increase damages as a result of those terminations. But but the litigation uptick is certainly there showing. And of course, we're seeing, and I'm writing about it this week, huge job losses in the tech sector. We're seeing thousands of employees yes. being lost. Spotify, yeah. Exactly. We Shopify, Shopify yeah. at Amazon. At Amazon um, so the job, sort of the labor shortage we thought we were seeing in Canada, well, that's about to turn on its head with all of these terminations, in particular in that sec- sector where we're going to see employees flooding the market and litigation is going to be very, very busy. Indeed it is, and you're going to be a very busy person. Sanira, thanks for this. The column, friends, is employees laid off during the pandemic may be on the brink of a big payday. Sanira writes for the National Newspapers, Post Media every week. She is with Workly Law in Toronto. And Sanira, please allow us to apologize to your personal assistance in the background there uh, for interrupting her Saturday morning. And uh, thanks ever so much. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Sterling. Have a great Saturday. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.